Welcome to the latest Mernlicher Wound Care Voices podcast. I'm Andrea Culshaw, and I'm part of the global professional education team at Mernlicher. The Wound Care Voices series is designed to bring you into direct contact with the latest information, practice and evidence in wound care. This episode, the one about the golden rules for leg ulcer diagnostics, addresses the challenges of and best practices in diagnosing leg ulcers and all the reasons why it's important to get it right. Today's two guests are Professor Joachim Dissemond, a consultant dermatologist from Essen in Germany, and Mernlicher's International Medical Director, John Timmons. They're going to discuss the ABCDE rule of wound diagnostics, tackle the complexity of leg ulcer diagnosis, and how we might simplify treatment. So first, welcome guys. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, Joachim, can I start please by asking you, what made you choose dermatology as a speciality? Thank you, Adara, for the nice invitation. It is my pleasure. When I was a student, I wanted to become a sport physician or an orthopedic surgeon with a focus on sport medicine. But as a student, I have to, to earn uh, money. And then I worked in the uh, department of dermatology and helped the nurses there. I saw very strange things that I've never seen before in my life. Um, but I found that very fascinating and challenging. And, and therefore, I wanted to learn more about that. Um, there were also some patients with large leg ulcers, and I, uh, which did not heal for many years. I've never heard of that. Uh, remember, it was a time before using internet or or something like that, and I uh, I never saw something like that in my whole life in reality. And even today, I find this field of medicine, which is in Germany, very very broad. It covers a broad spectrum of different diseases like, like cancer, venous, sexually transmitted or autoimmune diseases. And I find this still very exciting. Well, thank you for that. Thanks for that, Joachim. It's good to know why you ventured into dermatology. Um, I studied in dermatology myself uh, at the end of my uh, student nursing career and uh, really enjoyed the variety, as you did as well. Today we're talking about the, the diagnostics and assessment of, of leg ulcers. Um, it's a huge issue. It's something that um, obviously we, we, we're not getting quite right in every case because we have lots and lots of unhealed leg ulcers around. You've mentioned before in some of your papers that you use the ABCDE rule for doing leg ulcer diagnostics. Can you explain what that rule is and, and how do you implement that? So it is a relative new um, yeah, acronym to ensure a structured diagnosis in, in, in patients with, with chronic wounds. And I, I see it as, as one of my, my major tasks um, in, the, in the, uh, my, the work in the board of various professional societies to develop such simple scores and, and learning tools as standards because they are still lacking. Not only in Germany, I think in, in most parts of the world, you do not find these standards uh, or you find different standards and, and that make it difficult, difficult for, for, the for the different uh, health professionals who are working with, with those patients. And I, I think it was, was time to, um, to, do, to give the, the health professionals a kind of structure. And the ABCDE document means A for anamnesis, B for bacteria, C for clinical examination, D is more easy in Germany, so it is Durchblutung here. This was <laughs> effective vascular system, sorry for that, and E. Um, 
for extras like like biopsy and um, I think it is still one of the biggest problem that that I see daily in 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 my uh, university hospital uh, that we see a lot of patients suffering from chronic wounds for years sometimes for decades without a properly uh, diagnosed um, properly uh, done diagnosis uh, and therefore uh, they are not adequately treated uh, until uh, until now and that has to be changed and maybe hopefully the ABCDE rule can help a little bit to do this in a more structured way. So just to, to follow up on that issue, Joachim, um, why is it so important in leg ulceration that diagnosis is, is done accurately and well? Um, I mean, compared with other wound types, for example, why is, why is it so important in leg ulceration? I think that this is correct for all kinds of, of chronic wounds, but of course, especially in, in, in patients with, with leg ulcers, which is the focus on, on, on my work. Um, therefore, it is important to to be aware that uh, the term um, is the generic term for various clinical pictures, uh, which are also treated very differentially. Uh, with the inadequate uh, diagnosis, um, without that, they will fail permanently when when you treat only um, the, the, the wound, the chronic wounds. And there's an old saying that they treat the whole patient and not only the whole in the patient. And I think that sums it very good up the problem that we currently have. Um, we still have to make clear that we are treating complex individuals and not only a symptom. Yeah, it's very rare that a patient appears at a leg ulcer clinic with only a leg ulcer being the problem, I would imagine. Is that the case for you? Um, we see a lot of patients coming to us after a few months and sometimes after years or decades uh, treated before in different settings with, with nurses and with GPs that are highly motivated colleagues, but they sometimes treat only the wounds. They did a lot of, of wound treatment and then they ask me what, what, what is about this dressing? Can I use this dressing or another dressing? And the answer is, I don't know because I do not know what is the underlying reason. And this is so important to do first the diagnostics and afterwards treating uh, a complex system with wound dressings. So wound dressings are very important, but wound dressings without incorrect diagnosis doesn't make sense. So Joachim, following on from that then, we're still seeing um, a, a lot of papers published where patients are, are not having you know, the appropriate diagnosis. They're, they're maybe not having the appropriate assessment at the beginning of their, of their journey or whenever they appear uh, with an HCP. And, and, and so therefore that obviously impacts on the treatment plan down the road. Why is it that there is still quite a number of patients who are not having that uh, appropriate diagnosis, who are not having the, the right things implemented you know, when, when they're first seen? I certainly think that it is multifactorial and, and maybe different in, in, in different countries and different health systems. So many healthcare professionals and especially in Germany, for example, the, the GPs have too little knowledge about the differential diagnosis and influencing factors on chronic wounds. So their main focus is on, on other diseases, of, of course, of diabetes. And you know, it is maybe more important and a very small part of their patients suffer from a, from a chronic wounds. Um, but um, in addition, they have little time. So if you go to, to the GP for, let us say, five minutes, six minutes, then it's very difficult um, to do the right diagnostics and the specialists are often uh, they, they are often poorly paid 
for, for diagnostics. Um, nevertheless, patients are unfortunately referred to specialists too late. We absolutely have to create uh, incentives uh, for the improvement here uh, because it doesn't make sense uh, if you fail treatment after, let us say, six months, 12 months or later on, um, then the next step should be to involve uh, a center or specialist in, in diagnostics and in, in more specific treatment. So, Rakim, as a, as a kind of follow on to that, um, you know, there are patients with leg ulcers, chronic wounds of any type can appear in any center, if you like. They can, obviously, these patients have multiple comorbidities at times and they can turn up in cardiology units, they can turn up in renal units and, uh, and you know, quite often um, and until they get to a specialist who knows about wound care, um, you often find that their treatments are not optimal, their assessments are not optimal and therefore obviously their care in that respect isn't optimal. Do you think that because wound care is not seen as a kind of glamorous uh, or even sexy discipline, if you like, um, and in the words of Keith Harding, we, we don't have a woundologist um, looking after our patients. Do you think that wound care suffers from that a little bit in that we don't have a, a specific specialty um, in wound care? I think we do not have a wound specialist. We, have, we do not have a wound physician, let us say as that. We have, we have a lot of wound specialists in the nursing area. So a lot of nurses are, are specialized in, in treating wound patients. In other countries, you have tissue viability nurses, so they are more focused on that. But this, we are still missing uh, something like that in the field of, of the physicians. We have GPs, we have dermatologists, we have vascular surgeons, and I think it, it is individually very different. And even for my country, where dermatology is doing a lot of things like phlebology, it, it is not clear all over the world that a dermatologist is doing phlebology. It, it is one uh, specialty in, in, in Germany, but even here it is hard to find a dermatologist who is interested in treating patients with chronic wounds because um, it makes a lot of work, it costs a lot of money, and therefore the focus is sometimes on other diseases, on uh, maybe on, on cancer, maybe on psoriasis, atopic dermatitis, uh, whatever. And at the end, it would make sense to, to have more centers, wood healing centers, and uh, best uh, where a lot of different colleagues are working together. Uh, multi-professional work together in a, in a really uh, wound center, is, it makes maybe uh, most sense. So it is not the question, is the dermatology so important or the vascular surgeon? You need both and you need much more to, to heal uh, the huge amount of, of patients suffering from very different kind of chronic wounds. So following on from that, Joachim, uh, you know, I've talked about the, you know, the fact that we suffer as a bit uh, as a discipline um, from the fact that we don't really have a, a specialty or one specialty looking after um, the woundology, as it were. We, we tend to find that we are often a disparate group. Um, you know, in some, some areas you find that it's an orthopedic surgeon who, who really likes wound care. Uh, in other areas, it could be a diabetologist or an endocrinologist. Um, and uh, so it really just depends um, on which specialty um, maybe takes over wound care. Um, but we lack that kind of guidance, I suppose. Um, one of the things I think we would benefit from, is, like you said, is, is a kind of multidisciplinary approach, you know, where, where, we, where we all have a role to play and we are 
having we have joined up thinking with both diagnosis, assessment, and treatment, of course. Um, you know, in the, the most recent Julian Guest paper, the, the predicted number of chronic wounds has gone up again, and the uh, and worryingly, the number of patients with leg ulcers is, is definitely on the increase. What is the picture like in Germany at the moment with regards to leg ulceration? Uh, yes, I, I, I feel that there's an increase, but I'm, I'm not very um, good in, in really demonstrating the exact number because, again, you do not have the diagnosis and you do not have a central institution for the registry of something like that. There are other countries, maybe like uh, Israel, who are doing a much more structured way of documentation. And this is not, not given here in Germany. So we talk about around about 1 million people in Germany suffering from a chronic wound. If you ask me how, how many patients will, will suffer from, from a leg ulcer in Germany, uh, it's around about 1 million people. But um, we do not have exact uh, the exact count because, again, the diagnosis is not done every, everywhere correctly and the documentation is very different. In, in our country and I, I think it's true also for, for, for other countries and for, for example in a leg ulcer you can have a documentation as vasculitis or leg ulcer induced by vasculitis and so it is sometimes a little bit difficult um, to, to find uh, the exact data uh, about that and we do not have a central uh, documentation system like, like other countries maybe like, like Israel where it seems to be a little bit easier to receive all data from the whole country. So um, we have some, some investigations in some centers, but maybe they are biased. But clearly, I work here for 20 years, you see more and more people because people become elderly and elderly people will more often suffer from chronic wounds. So it seems to be logic that in, in the future you will see more patients with chronic wounds and especially even with um, with chronic leg ulcers. Yeah, so that kind of brings us back a little bit to the whole diagnostics issue, isn't it? Because people are not being diagnosed and therefore they may well not be seen as a as part of the problem um, until maybe they arrive at your clinic. So if we go back to the, the ABCDE rule that you talked about earlier, um, in terms of what you would do with that, is it because I know that I wasn't aware of it until we discussed it before. Um, what is the plan for rolling that out? Is that something you plan to maybe share at a Congress where, where we might start to see some publications and things around that to help us diagnose leg ulcers better? It is still uh, published in the Journal of the German Society of Dermatology. So uh, with a good impact, it is available on uh, in PubMed, but um, the availability in, in a Medline journal is the one thing and the other thing is to, to bring it to the people. And therefore, it is so necessary to, to, to work together with the, um, with the societies, with the professional societies, um, and give that as an education tool. And as I said uh, earlier, um, we had a lot of nurses doing uh, some trainings in, in, the, in the field of wound healing. And um, therefore, you need the standards. And the standards are, in this case, of the ICW. Uh, the Initiative Chronische Wunde, which is the biggest society in, in the German-speaking country, gives that as a standard. And therefore, everybody who's doing this education program, and 90% um, are, are nurses, will learn about the ABCDE rules. So it is a help if you're still specialist 
you don't need something like that. But if you're a beginner, then you need uh, a structure. And I, I hope that this will give you, a, that this will help you to structure the way how you will do your, your diagnostics. I totally agree, uh, Rakim. I think that uh, any system that can simplify diagnostics and, and assessment is, is one that could be well used um, because we know that not every person who is assessing and treating and managing these patients has the same level of expertise as yourself, for example. So it's good to have a system that, that is simple to use and, uh, and, and easy to remember. On that note, if you imagine you, you get these, these tertiary centres where they, where they don't have that level of expertise, um, what have, what's in place in, in your area specifically for, uh, for the patients who come in with, with significant other disease processes which can influence obviously the, the, the treatment and management of the leg ulcer? Is there a, a route for escalation of these patients um, within, your, within your own environment? This, this is, uh, of course, one of our specialities. So uh, if, if you think a non-healing wound and you see maybe, maybe it's much more complex and maybe it is, let us say, however, um, different, different, um, and then, then it makes sense to refer this patient to a specialized center like mine. And if you look at the ABCDE rule, um, here especially the E is very important, the extras, which is normally not needed in, let us say, standard patients. Uh, and here biopsies are extremely important because we see a lot of patients with, um, with autoimmunologic diseases, uh, for example, vasculitis, pyoderma, gangrenosum, necrobiosis, lipoidica. That doesn't mean that you see it very often. Maybe if you are a GP, you see it once in a year, but these are the patients uh, who need special therapy, different therapies, and therefore uh, you have to send them in, in a specialized center like mine. I cannot say that this is all over Germany. It is a possibility to send it, uh, the best way to send it to a dermatologist. It's the best way to send uh, the, um, the people to somebody who is very engaged in this, in this area. And it's very, it is more individual and more individual factor instead of being uh, a very special um, a specialist in, in dermatology or, or another field. It can also be a rheumatologist, a nephrologist. There are some, some very special people, um, doing more very expensive, uh, diagnostics in, in, in those patients. And that is not necessary in every patient. Of course, of course not. And, and therefore it makes sense to start treatment, for example, with a GP and with the community nurse outside there, but you need in my opinion, a kind of limitation. So if they try to give the very best for, let us say, eight weeks, 12 weeks, and nothing happens, then the next, the next step um, should, be, should be done. And if it works perfectly, uh, for what reason you have to send every patient with, let us say, an uncomplicated venous leg ulcers to a center, this is not necessary. And it is good if they are treated in the, in the outpatient setting and they will never reach a center like mine. So a lot of patients uh, that we see have strange diagnosis, but not every time strange diagnosis. Sometimes there are a lot of co-factors of influencing factors. Uh, obese people with, with severe edema, uh, with maybe problems with adherence to therapy. There are a lot of problems, not, not only the, the underlying main reason is, is not always that we find a very, very uh, strange or rare 
uh, diagnosis. Sometimes there are a lot of cofactors influencing the non-healing process. So you kind of just answered uh, my next question, Joaquin, which was, you know, for those um, non-expert clinicians who are out there um, who don't often come across differential diagnoses that often, who might not see the rarer cases, um, how often should you leave uh, a patient, you know, when you're managing with hopefully gold standard treatments um, before you would start to escalate that patient um, to, to an expert, if you like? And you mentioned eight to 12 weeks. Is that, is that about the norm for this, for this patient group? In, in, in this area, of course, there are some recommendations from the UMAR and from other societies. And this in, in, in this area, I, I think it makes sense. On the other hand, if you see a patient which is very strange to you because he suffered from massive pain uh, with a l big inflammation, it doesn't make sense to wait eight weeks or something like that. If you see it is completely different, then please refer them uh, in, from minute one. But if you think it is uh, more or less uncomplicated leg ulcers and uh, leg ulcer like a venous leg ulcer, and you are able to treat that in in your setting, then it, you can try it for maybe uh, eight or twelve weeks without any problems. Yes, again, thanks for that, Jackie. Minute and my memory is always of a, a plastic surgeon who told me that if I was treating a leg ulcer for a long period of time with no change. Um, that we should record and 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 refer that patient on to, to him um, so they can review and, and give you support. And of course, it's better safe than sorry in that situation. And of course, as a basal carcinoma on the lower leg is a rare disease. Even in a department of dermatology, you do not see that, that uh, every week. Uh, but you have a good French investigation uh, which demonstrate in, in a center, in a wound, in a special wound center, that if you look at hard to heal wounds, not on every wound, it is a kind of bias. If you have the selection of a non-healing wound, you find more than 10% of the patients suffering from a cancer. Uh, so that is not right for the GP. But if you see, if you select patients with hard to heal wounds and you start your biopsy, then you find more often really rare diseases. And, and think of an, an, an cancer. Um, is extreme important for the patient because at the end you see a leg ulcer. It is a leg ulcer, of course, because a leg ulcer is not the diagnosis and even cancer makes some leg ulcers, but they will never heal using uh, conventional dressings and, and, and compression therapy. You need a complete different uh, therapy um, and normally uh, you, you have to, um, to do a surgical intervention there. So I think we've come back again uh, full circle in that discussion to to really the, the importance of diagnostics, again, the importance of proper assessment at the beginning. Um, one of the things that seems to strike me is that the time for um, for healthcare professionals, nurses, doctors um, is often squeezed. Uh, what can we do about that to try and improve that situation? Because without the time to do proper assessment, then everything else from that point um, can obviously not be optimal for that patient. So. What can we do to try and improve that? The ABCDE certainly simplifies assessment. I hope that it is an e easy model. It is not. It is for for starting with the diagnostics, and hopefully it helps a little bit. But at the end, you always have to find a setting who is doing that. 
And I think, again, it is not possible that uh, one person will do everything. So um, it, is, it is good if you, if you have some colleagues uh, with different education backgrounds uh, or you work in a center. So this is necessary at the end of the day. Having an idea of what to do is, is great, but finding people who are doing that in reality is, is necessary too. And sometimes very difficult. Yeah, we definitely agree that it seems that the best way is to, to make sure we have access to a multidisciplinary team. And maybe that's the future of leg officer management where we have that team available. I know certainly in, in countries where there's a multidisciplinary approach to, to wound care, and I'm thinking of diabetic foot care specifically, um, here in the UK, the multidisciplinary team is, the, is a really strong factor in improving outcomes for those patients. And, uh, and the National Diabetic Foot Audit shows that the, the, the more appropriate referrals that are made in a timely manner to the multidisciplinary team, the better outcomes there are for the patient. And, and maybe that's something we should look to in terms of leg ulcer management as well. So with respect to, to our podcast, we're almost ready to, to end here. And what are the, the takeaways that you would, you'd want our listeners to think about when, when discussing and uh, trying to manage patients and in terms of their diagnostics and assessment of the leg ulcer patient? As a dermatologist, uh, I would like to propagate, look at the patient, look at the skin. I'm a dermatologist, so I have to... Uh, to say something about the skin and, and look maybe uh, do a clinical ex examination if possible of the whole patient and at least of both legs if we talk about lower leg ulcers you see so much um, skin changes you, you have you only will receive a good idea to plan afterwards an individual and structured diagnostic it doesn't make sense to do everything in every patient um, it costs too much time and, and too much money not everybody needs an for example, a biopsy. But if you're not sure what uh, is the underlying reason, um, find a multidisciplinary team and, and find some experts who can do that if it's necessary. So work in a team, in a multidisciplinary team is maybe the, the, the main key message and, and try to, to do a good diagnostic as the basic for an individual and structured therapy afterwards. Thank you very much for that, Joachim. And and I uh, just want to remind everyone that, that the next podcast in this series will be looking at the um, how we manage patients, how we manage and treat the patients after we've got a confirmed diagnosis um, and how we then look at the next step, if you like, in that patient's journey, hopefully towards healing. Um, so hopefully you can tune in for that one as well. And uh, I just want to say thank you, Joachim, and I'll now hand you back to Andrea in the studio. Thank you. Thank you very much, John, and thank you as well to Joachim. And just to echo what John was saying there, please do look out for the second in this series, which uh, will be more about the treatment of leg ulcers and will include both of the speakers you've had today, Joachim Dissimond and John Timmons. Thank you both of you. And we look forward to producing another Wound Care Voices podcast for you soon. Thank you. Thank you.